This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, queens. How's it going? Lady queens. And fella kings. <laughs> yeah, all of them. It was good. I mean, it was good. It's going well. How about you? It's going good. Good. What was up? How was your weekend? My weekend was chill. Okay. <laughs> it was pretty chill. Um, Didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Sunday did do yoga. Yeah. How'd you like that? I liked it. You know, today my body was hurting. Same. I said, okay, hold I'm on. like, what the fuck? Hold on. I'm like, my oh. body. The body, oddy, oddy. My, those knees and the squats and shit that we were doing. And then like my back hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I did get my back adjusted last week. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I went to the joint. Oh, you didn't tell me this. I did tell you. See, so you don't listen to me. No, you didn't tell me this. I told you at yoga. I said I got my back adjusted last week. Oh, it must have been so fleeting. I didn't hear oh. that. Tell me about this experience. What happened? So you just go to the joint. The joint is like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what the joint is. Yeah. There's one in Lakewood. Yeah. So you just go and they just adjust your back and your neck. You signed up for this? Yeah. What? What do you mean that I signed up for it? Like you literally sourced this out? Oh, no, you, I didn't source it. Okay. It was presented to me if I wanted to go. And I said, yeah. And okay. then I got my back adjusted. Okay. I got you. Got you. Um, it felt good. Were you scared? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, wait, you less you. That's why I'm tripping. I'm like, wait, you. I was scared because I'm like, what if, you know, they're they literally know cracking they're your back. They're literally cracking your back and your neck. And they could be students of the game. No, he wasn't a student. He was old. This was a real old doc. They're okay. chiropractors. Yeah, I know, but yeah. you know the vibes. Yeah, I know, but this one wasn't on. a student. It didn't. It didn't give me practicing vibe. It, it didn't me... give you fresh out of the course. No, it didn't give me fresh out. Okay, the T Grizzly. It didn't give me fresh out, and. Well, you make it. Have you seen those TikToks and, and TikToks and those memes where they're like when people are the chiropractor and they're like, just hold on. And then it's just like, you, no, you haven't seen that. It's like you they be like, yeah, just take a deep in and then just that's what crack. they do. They say, now breathe in, take a deep breath. And then they go. And that's what you hear. You feel and it's like like I was getting cracked. I got bent like a glow stick. Mm-mm. Like I told you, cracked like a glow stick. Andres wants to do that My so back. bad. I'm like, he should. He was what? talking about, yeah, the homie going to pull up to the office. The and homie. Is I the said, homie a doctor or chiropractic or whatever they're called? He said it's somebody who that like somebody else uses and they trust him. So I'm guessing maybe he's a traveling chiropractor. I don't know. I said, babe, send me his credentials. Dad. Let me do the leg. Let I mean, me do he the can go up. to the joint or he can just get a referral and go to a chiropractor. But the joint works just as good. It's only $29.99. Um, and if you have... Uh, FSA or HSA, you they can, can take it out of there. You can use that too. They take that. So how were you feeling after? Normal. But do you feel like you had some um, relief? Well, you know, you I kinda... have this lingering back pain yeah. in my, this is how I ended up going mm-hmm. because I was talking about how I have this lingering, like, I don't, I think it came from when I told you, I think I pulled a muscle mm-hmm. and it just is like a recurring back pain, which is not like debilitating, but it's like there, like mm-hmm. a dull little pain. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I was telling the chiropractor about that. And I mean, the thing is, if you really don't have back problems, I don't think you just need to go. No, if you really, but if you do, then you can for sure. I probably won't be going again, mm-hmm. but you like, you can get a monthly membership if you want. So they just assess your back. He told me that I might just need a firmer mattress, which I mm-hmm. already knew. Cause I have that, um, you know, my mattress is hella soft. It is the um, little cloud. Yeah. So I'm going to look into getting a firmer mattress because I already needed a new mattress anyway. Mm-hmm. And he said, get a, get different pillows. Okay. So, but do you feel like it made a difference? I don't feel a few like days later. Nah, 
No. I think it might be something you have to continue to do. Like it's something, an ongoing thing. If you really want to feel a difference. I don't mm. know if it really would have made a difference with me because my back's not hella fucked up. Okay. Or maybe if I did go, I would feel it, but I'm not going. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to continue to go. But the way this was sparked is because we were watching these YouTube videos and there are some people who are really fucked up. Like they walk like, yeah. like one woman fell and, um, broke her hip. She didn't even break her hip, but when she got back up, she was like walking like a duck. And like she can, she's been continuing to walk like a duck for five years. And like she walks kind of bent over. Mm -hmm. And another guy had that same issue. I don't know how, what happened with him, but he was like walking like this. Mm -hmm. And they kept going to the chiropractor and the chiropractor kept making adjustments and doing different things. And then they are standing straight up okay. now walking. Okay. The true story, the documentary. Yeah. Ugh. I'm just so fearful of letting them get up on my back i mean i don't need it but just i was idea. nervous i was nervous and the thought of it i'm like oh lord i'm like i don't want to be paralyzed because when we were watching the mm -hmm. youtube mm -hmm. when we watched the when we were watching the youtube too there was one lady who ended up dying girl a couple yeah. a couple of days after going to the chiropractor yeah. because a vessel got popped but i'm yeah. like who who the fuck lives in fear though like anything me yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? I know. I just don't like putting myself at risk for shit to happen. I'll hear the one story like that, like the pop blood vessel, and that'll just stay with me. And I'm like, actually, I cannot risk it. Yeah. I don't want to go. But I'm glad you had a new experience and you found it. At least. Um, it was like a nice, like, relaxing. Yeah, like, like a change. It was very quick. I don't even want to know if it's relaxing, but it was just nice. To, to do something different. Yeah, to do okay. something different. Keeper, Lord. Oh, nope. <laughs> I probably won't be going back, but I did have those thoughts like, bruh, I told him too. I'm like, I'm scared. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. Like, don't fuck me up. Period. Uh-uh. But I'm that here. That fear alone would have kept me from, yeah. I would have said, no, 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 this ain't for me. I'm here and I'm still standing. I got talked into it, mm. but I'm here and I'm still standing. Thank God. Yeah. Here you are. So what else did you do Sunday? Um, That was what I did, the yoga. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Saturday now for my weekend, Saturday, I went on a date with my Love boo boo. That. You look so fucking cute. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Kayla you. Kayla said Germany looked really nice. I'm oh, sure she probably told she you. She did. You know, the, yeah. in the DMs. Yeah. Bye -bye. Yeah. Um, that was so, so nice because we went out really cute restaurant, had dinner and Andres and I have never gotten dressed up to go to a nice dinner mm -hmm. because we dated throughout the whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time that we're really getting a chance to go out and like experience each other and in, in the outside. And he's like, I'm really glad you suggested this because I was like, oh, I want to go to dinner. I'm where are the dates. Yeah. Take yeah. me out. I was like, oh, I want to go to dinner. He's Wine like, and dine me. Yeah. He was like, I said, when do you want to go? Mm -hmm. He said next week. Set it up. I'm like say less period uh, you know the reservation it was ain't made. nothing to make a resi it was made it's the nothing same day. to make a resi we was laying in the bed i said okay we're good 6 30 <laughs> we're, we're going at 6 30 he's like cool so because it's still well it's the spring summer you know it's still bright outside so yeah, that was yeah. cool i love that yeah he was like it was i so love nice. summer dining al yeah fresco. yeah yeah he was like that was it was so nice to be able to go out because typically we eat dinner at night like we'll go somewhere at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, it's already late, just so we could feel like we have something to do. Mm -hmm. But that was cool because we went at six thirty and chilled. And y'all, it was a lot of money in that little place. It's a whole lot of money in this motherfucker. And I said, I need a bag. The beer. I need a bag. Well, you said you wanted to be in the in the energy. Yeah, I did in the check in, and that's how I felt. I'm working on being a lady of le um of luxury, a lady of leisure. I'm working towards it. Yeah. So that was really making me feel. You know, I love a fine dining experience. I was feeling very lady of leisure. Like it was just a vibe, you know, so I was really nice. And then on Sunday, I feel like we did some Saturday, but we probably didn't. We just came home and went to sleep. And then on Sunday, I was too at the yoga in the park. And then the whole outdoor function, it turned from <laughs> a brunch to a day party. I said, okay. I love that. Yeah. Turn it up. Turn into whatever's going to turn into. Yeah, it it turned up and then we were out all night. You know the vibes. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, it's really summer. It's actually Almost. summer. It damn near felt like that. I said, when I had to get up and go to work this morning, I said, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Why do I have to be calculating my hours of sleep? I'm like, I one, fucking two, three, four, five, 
hate that. Uh, I hate that. I, hate I know. That. I was just wondering. Like, I mean, I was just wishing I could just wake up when I wanted to get yeah. up this morning, do the shit that I wanted to do. I'm like, why does work call? Why do I have to go? I mean, I know why because bills, bills have to be paid. Because bills have to be bills paid. have to be paid. <laughs> but you know, the yeah. essence of it is it's like, the lack ew. of freedom piece. Like, I'll I'll work for sure, but when I want to start working, yeah, like I got to be up and at this certain time. I had a nine thirty meeting. I'm like, the, these nine thirty meetings killing me. So yeah, hopefully, I mean, not hopefully. This will be a good week. Um, this is gonna be a good week. This is gonna be a good week. I feel like there's Claiming something it. I wanted to do on um. Because last week was wild. Saturday or Sunday. But there might be something to do. This weekend? Mm-hmm. Great, because I don't have any plans. Um, yeah. Well, Saturday morning I do. I have. Oh, you have an event, right? Flowers to make, mm-hmm. but that's going to be quick. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be something to do. And the rest of the day, I'm free Sunday. Okay. Well, Sunday's Mother's Day, so we'll talk. All we fair. Will- <laughs> We're we scheduling are, we- our shit on the podcast. Like, bitch. Okay, so Saturday. Okay, two. I'm gonna pick you up. Is it my turn to drive? Like, yeah, I guess. Uh, so, anywho. Anyway, um, what we need you all to do that is let's bring it back to the bring show. it back around. So, great weekends were had. We need you all to make sure that you're rating and reviewing this podcast. We have a goal. We want to reach two thousand ratings and well, ratings by rating, the end of year. Yeah, and you guys are moving slow. Yeah, I feel like you're moving slow. I don't feel like we're gonna I get to like where we need to go. They're saying fuck us, and I, I feel don't that like way. That. I feel that way. I don't feel like we're gonna get where we need to get if you guys are keep um. You guys keep stalling. Get your foot on the gas. Do what needs to be done. Yeah. So do you have a rating? I mean, a review for this week? I do have a review for this week. Um, This one comes from Elena Chantel. Hey, Elena. She says, my first day listening and I'm hooked. And that's what I love. When people come with the energy on the first day, yeah, yeah. we don't got to beg you. We don't got to pull your, uh, what they call that? Your leg. toe, your leg. The, the toe. The pinky. I'm thinking of the chiropractor. No, no, no. You just, you just do. Yeah. So she says, I just started listening this morning and I feel at home. I brought out my law of attraction planner in my journal and was pausing and hitting and hitting stuff down, maybe writing stuff down that resonated with me. I'm definitely incorporating this into my self-care routine. Discussions like the ones on this podcast are like church for me. Mm-hmm. I'm soaking everything up. I love the authenticity and the vibes and energy. Definitely a fan. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Elena, so much. We appreciate you. Yes. For leaving your rating and review. Um, one note. Yeah. One mommy left a, a rating and a review and she left a beautiful review, but you gave us one star. Queen. I'm gonna say that was unintentional, but we need you all paying attention. <laughs> Please. Cause it's easy to hit those um and then once it's registered, that's it. But maybe she can go in and you cause you can update your rate your review, right? Oh, it's, it's not like a Yelp review. No, I think you can just write a new one. Well, we're holding you accountable. Do what needs to be done. Yeah. Say this is my I'm fixing my error, yes. my mistake in the reverse it in the um comment. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, because we're five star chicks and the one stars It's throwing shit off. Yeah, it's not. It's not giving. Yeah, it's not, it's not giving what it's supposed to give. Uh-uh. So um, we want you guys to move quickly and go do. But we want you also to take your time. Yeah. Pay attention to detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's so. up? Um, also, we have Patreon, mm. which is a place where we have cultivated an exclusive community and we provide bonus content, exclusive content over there for the girls. We have check-ins, we have playlists, we have audio affirmations, videos. Bitch, we've had, we got two videos. We do. We got two videos. <laughs> And I'm very proud of us because it's been it's been a mission. It's been a journey, but we're here. So if you're if you are more of a visual learner or you prefer to see us as opposed to hear us, you might want to tap in or both. Actually, you might want to tap in over on Patreon because the video content is going up and it's stuck. Yes. Her. Period. Poo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's there this week. Uh, We talked we did our check in our April check in where we talked about like feeling like. Are white men gigs, there may be a shift there or there's for sure in a, desi- a desire shift. We mm-hmm. talked about battling with ego and self-awareness. Yes. So, yeah, going over there, that episode is live and direct. Yes, yes. This month, I already know what I'm going to share on the check-in. I'm going to give you guys a little update on something I shared in April. Oh. You know. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be circling back on that. Yeah, there's yeah, more. Yeah. So, yeah, um, let's shout out our new patrons. The patrons that we got this week are Asia. Hey, Asia. Welcome. Taylor. What's up, Taylor? Tykevia. Tykevia. Welcome to the game. See? 
Hey, C. And Lulu. Hey, Lulu. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. Which one of those peeps were besties? Um. I think Lulu for sure was a bestie. I think Lulu. Yes, Lulu. Okay. Lulu and Asia upgraded. Asia, and that's what I like. So I like Lulu, my queens to upgrade. Yes, Lulu and Asia. I was just going to say, um, besties, the second round of herbal pre-rolls are going out. Mm -hmm. So if you sign up now, we still have a few left for besties. Besties only. Yeah. You will get R&R pre-rolls, herbal pre-rolls. It ain't no weed. No, but, but this is some really They will good make shit. you feel great. You will get a you will get a um complimentary complimentary package of three herbal pre rolls if you become a bestie. So snatch that up. A lot of our besties should be receiving their mugs soon because we've had this tier for like three months now. Yeah, this is our third month, so they'll be getting bravado mugs that are exclusive to the Patreon bestie community, and that's going to be exciting. Love it. Yeah. So, so that information is down in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So, new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. So, typically, this is the part of our show where we dish tea on hot topics, things that are going on in pop culture. But there's no tea and we want to get ready to jump right into our amazing episode this week. So, before we do that, I um, we ended our Heal Thyself series. We did, which um, was beautiful. It was a beautiful very um long but amazing <laughs> series which was filled with a bunch of goodies uh gems were dropped so we concluded the series with um part six which was inner child work with beatrice so um beatrice basically walked us through the process of inner child work and talked to us about the importance of self-love we actually shared a few of our own personal stories about our journey of healing and self-love. So if you're interested in what it looks like to do inner child work or inner child healing work, then you might want to tap in. This is an area that I feel like is of opportunity for myself. Um, so Same. I'll be talking to my little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be talking to her and healing her. Yes. She'll be getting healed. So for sure, tap for sure. in with that episode. It was really good. Again, if you are a visual learner or you prefer visual content, this video is available on Patreon right now. Mm -hmm. So this week, we're starting at actually this month, y'all. This month. It's May. New month, new series. Ooh, you know what else dropped over on Patreon? May affirmations. Yes. So the audio. Tap in with the audio. Um, affirmation so we're kicking off a new series may is mental health awareness month but it's also a special month for all the mamas because mother's day is this um month so we really wanted to take some time to highlight a few of our special mama homegirls who are doing a damn thing so this month's series is mama's making it happen Purr. yeah we're not moms but we feel like this is a great time to give our girls their flowers for sure because a day is not a fuck enough no 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 so y'all get a month over here. Well, that's our gift Period. to you. You guys get a month because a month. we see the hard work y'all put in. We see y'all making it happen mm -hmm. and you deserve your flowers. So you're getting your flowers from the BGB. Yes. So yeah, we're going to kick off our series with our homegirl, Jessica Rose, mm -hmm. who is the shit. Yeah, I love We Jessica. had such a good time over there. We, I love that we did this interview in person. Mm -hmm. We were kikiing for a minute before we even did hours, this. Hours, bitch. I think we were there for like, what, four hours? Yeah, we were there for a minute. We got there at eight and didn't start recording until 1030. I'm like, okay, it's a bunch. Yeah, we were there for a minute, but I love that for us. Mm -hmm. And I think that you all, I know that you all will love this episode. Jessica is a content creator. She's a mother, obviously. Mm -hmm. She's a parody rapper. She's an author. Yeah. She's funny as fuck. She's in her bag. She's naturally funny, dog. Yeah, she's naturally funny. And this this episode was full. Mm -hmm. It was a full episode where we chat about all the things. So I'm not going to say no more right here. Y'all just buckle up and sit back and you'll hear. Yeah. See you on the other side. Okay, so we're in our Moms Making It Happen series, and today we're chatting with one of our favorite moms. You all know that Jeremy and I are not moms yet. Um, I don't know if I ever will be, but there's certain moms that give me hope that I can maintain my individuality and some of my freedom. 
And we just want to bring those different perspectives here on the show. So today we have Jessica Rose. She's a woman of color influencer, a comedian, a mom, a YouTuber, freelance writer, digital content creator, parody rapper who creates mommy remixes, and a blogger. If you haven't heard of her, I don't know what rock you've been under, but she's a motherfucking shit. Wouldn't you agree? I'd agree. (laughs) Welcome, Jessica. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm going to tell a funny story here. Funny thing happened today. Brittany was like, I can't wait until you ask me to be the godmom of your parent, or me of your child. And I was like, that was random. And she's like, I just seen something on YouTube. I mean, on um, Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's like, where someone asked someone to be the parent of their God, the God parent of their child. And I just thought it was so cute. And I'm like, damn, pressure, bitch. Now I got to come up with a creative way for it to ask you to be the God parent of my child when I was just going to like pop it out and be like, it's ours. You I'll know? take it either way. It's just that I just want somebody to bless me with the honor of being a godmom. I don't know why I just see myself being a godmom. You and no one it. has ever. I know you're going to. I mean, honestly, I recently fell out with my daughter's godmom. So if oh, you want to take on that role, you can start today. <laughs> Nyla. Hi, I know we just met today, but. <laughs> hey, Nyla, I'm your Nyla godmom. Nyla hasn't said two words to you. She's like, bitch. Nyla's like, hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're my godma, right? That is so funny. So, Jessica, introduce yourself to our listeners. Let us know, or let them know about who you are, how you came to be, what you do. Mm-hmm. We gave your brief little background. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, um, my name is Jessica Schrody. I go by Jessica Rose online, but mostly just because that was more brandable, I feel like, for an IG handle. But I'm the founder of She Really Had a Baby. It initially started off as a blog. I'm a writer, so I initially set out to just share my story as a freelance writer and just talk about the ways that I navigated single motherhood um, living in Los Angeles. So I started off writing. And then what ended up happening was I messed around one day and I poked fun at the Cardi B Bodak Yellow song. Mm -hmm. And I did a little video on Instagram kind of doing a parody rap to it. And it just took off. So from that point on, I just realized that I needed to focus on video content. So she really had a baby kind of just morphed into this video content, comedic brand empire that I'm building here. I'm now a self-published author. I just released my first ever children's book, Mommy, Can You Wrap Me a Bedtime Story? But basically, I set out initially to normalize the struggle of single motherhood and talk about the things that I feel like people weren't talking about and, yeah, sharing my story. And now I make mothers, specifically mothers of color, not feel alone and create a space where they can come and laugh at just the shit that happens to us as single women of color. So, yeah. I love that. So when you like got pregnant, like mm-hmm. what did you feel like? Were you, <laughs> I always want to know, yeah, like, were you shook? Were you excited? Like, what were your feelings behind becoming a mother? Because, you know, some people, especially in our age range, it's like, always wanted to be a mom yeah I hear that. you it know was, that was the never. holding of the holding of belly right did what's best for me and my family that was never me like <laughs> i never had any intentions on motherhood i never talked about it i never wanted to be nobody's wife i never wanted to be nobody's <laughs> baby mama none of that but it was my 21st birthday and i had actually got my first ever weave and it was a 26 inch <laughs> weave <laughs> every time Mm-mm. It was a 26 inch weave and there was a lot of Hennessy and I went out and just I, it was something about the way the weave was sitting that I ended up getting pregnant that night because I, I usually would drink Jack Daniels. So I think it was the Hennessy and the weave as a combo. The uh-huh. weave? Yeah. I also had eyelashes. So I think oh, that bitch. was <laughs> that's the premium combo. Bad bitch combo. It was the premium combo. Yeah. So I definitely ended up getting pregnant that <laughs> night. <laughs> But yeah, so it was definitely an unexpected pregnancy, but um, it was with someone that I had been dating, seeing on again, off again, a very toxic relationship. Mm. Looking back on it, we never really knew each other, but I felt like it was love solely because it was a lustful situation. Mm. Um, We worked together. We spent a lot of time together. But when I, um, you know, 
had that experience with him as far as like my birthday and turning up, getting pregnant, we were in the on phase. Yeah. And then a week later, it was when Instagram was new. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would ask him all the time, like, are you on the gram? No, I'm not messing with that. And then he was dropping me off at home one day and I saw a notification for Instagram go off. And so I said, so you do have Instagram. Oh, (laughs) so he said, oh, I just made it. Gave me his information. I went through, looked and I saw someone comments on the picture referring to him like as babe went to her page. You know how we do. We keep that investigative lens up. Exactly. Scrolled all the way down, found a picture of them together. Nothing too suggestive. But just him, like, hand over her shoulder vibes. And they were at um, an amusement park, Six Flags. <laughs> and I realized <laughs> they were actually at Six Flags. They were actually at Six Flags. <laughs> but it was a day that he had me switch shifts with him <gasps> at work. The nerve. Because he said it was something that was being um, hosted by his mosque. And that it was only people <gasps> from the mosque that were able to go. So I didn't like the way the picture looks. So I commented on the picture and I said, hey, I think you need to call me because this is my boyfriend, Muhammad. And so she immediately called me within five minutes and literally said, well, this is my actual fiance, Muhammad. So we three weighed him on the phone at that point in time. And he said, I love you both. And I want you both to have my children. And so they have more of a like a religious kind of tie in relationship. They have been on again, off again through that situation and then i feel like i was more of his like free lustful (laughs) outside of the work whatever bitch and it was downhill from there are you fucking kidding me by chance are they still together did they have kids no they're not because i did the whole thing where i felt like i won Mm. because i realized i was pregnant a week after this exchange so i was like fuck this after i found that out and then i was walking to work my breasts (laughs) I was I didn't have a car at the time so I was walking to work I was on my way treading and as my breasts were bouncing I was like oh that's how I knew I was pregnant I was like why do they feel like this the way that my breasts felt are you kidding I was like something's off so I stopped at the little CVS and I bought a pack of pregnancy tests and I was literally at a senior citizen's home in the bathroom pissing on sticks with the little test coming through positive I said there's no way and there was a way. And there was a way. It was ha- it was happening. Nothing like a positive. Yeah. And I mean, it'll turn you negative. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So oh like, my God. so what? Okay. So you have she really had a baby, which is somewhat obviously ex- centered around this experience. Mm-hmm. What made you feel pulled or moved to share this experience or this truth? Your be so, so transparent. With everybody, because I know for me, myself, we be keeping our secrets skin tight. <laughs> they be wrapped up uh, under a blanket. Yeah. Like, what does it mean to you? What does she really had a baby mean to you? What is I that? think, honestly, the transition between that's like the she is me, but it's like also like everybody. Mm-hmm. But the basis mm-hmm. of Shirley had a baby is the comparison of who I was before my daughter Nyla and before motherhood to who I am now, which is such a 360, because I was honestly such a mess before becoming somebody's mother, which is not obviously the ideal circumstances, but she really had a baby is what I imagine people would say in response to knowing that Jessica or Scrody, some people refer to me as that, would say upon knowing I was pregnant or say mm. upon, it's almost like an insecurity. Oh, she really had a baby? Yeah. That girl that was off of uh, Four Thizzles at the party twerking on the, the woozy woozy whoop. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was just so out there. I was so wild, you know, when I would not be dibble dabbling in like half ass monogamy with niggas. Like I was very promiscuous. Like I was, you know, doing a lot of drugs, yeah. all kinds of them all the time mm-hmm. and not stable, not together. And the way that having my daughter transform my life, my hustle, my focus, and my ultimate like purpose. Yeah. I think that that is what made me want to share all of the ups and downs of it because it really brought full circle the fact that like life is like this changing thing for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to talk about that. And I always wanted to make anyone, especially like women who are on you know, like the odd man out in a situation like mm-hmm. that, being a single mom, 
not feel bad about it and because the way i share my trauma is through comedy like yes. creating a space where people can laugh at it mm -hmm. what was was definitely the goal for it do you feel like your comedy and sharing sharing your journey has helped you heal oh you for sure that, like how has that attributed to your healing journey because sometimes i'll post it and i'll be like ah i did too much mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah. then People, Boom, five people, 10 people, 20 people, 30 people, 100 people are like, girl, me too. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So I'm creating this content that makes people feel seen. But mm -hmm. then at the same time, I have this audience and this community that I've built up over time that's affirming me and saying like, no, like we feel this way too. And this is real. Yeah. So that's definitely been. Y'all, I think this is the year for me to really tap in and learn a new language. I took French in high school and then I let it go after the requirement was met. But with the European summer loading, I would love to have this language under my belt. And I know just the thing that helped me with this. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the language learning powerhouse that's been transforming lives for the past 30 years. Imagine a language learning journey that not only works, but feels like a seamless part of your vibrant and dynamic world. And listen... This is not just for the language connoisseurs. It's for the bold, brilliant, and beautiful women like us ready to embrace the world of languages. Say hello to effortlessly acquiring Spanish, French, Italian, German. I mean, there's over 25 different languages to choose from. Rosetta Stone immerses you in your chosen language, teaching you to speak, listen, and even think in that language without any translation hiccups. This process is as intuitive as choosing your next hairstyle, girls. Starting with words, then phrases, and before you know it, you're crafting sentences like a pro. I love it because it's designed for long-term retention, ensuring that your newfound language skills become second nature. Now let's talk about the real magic for a minute, true accent. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition feature acts like a personal stylist, but for your accent giving you real-time feedback on your pronunciation. No more awkward language faux pas, just pure elegance. And for the woman on the move, whether you're on your desktop or using the app, Rosetta Stone seamlessly fits into your busy life. They have an audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline, meaning you can learn anytime, anywhere. And I have a secret for you. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership at 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. You get unlimited access to all 25 languages for the rest of your beautiful life. This is a deal that I don't think you want to miss. So why wait, sis? Don't put off your language journey any longer. Right now, BGB listeners can snag Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's your time to shine, Buki, and Rosetta Stone is here to make your language dreams a reality. Hey, Bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR's got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast, it's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure, absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today, and it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative 
and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know. NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling, but with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen, Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this. Delicious chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Y'all, no more grocery shopping. No more shopping, no more dishes, just restaurant quality goodness made with fresh high quality ingredients. I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good. Every meal that I've had has been so good. And let's talk numbers. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved. So you know you're getting the good stuff. You can choose as many or as few meals as you need from 6 to 18 per week. And... You can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule. I prefer to use Factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy. So I can just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with Factor meals. They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right. You heard me. I said 50% off. So go to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50. Do not miss out, sis. Helpful for me. Definitely. What does community mean to you? You know, like. Yeah. Everybody has, I think, a different perception of community and the mom community is so different than like many other communities. But like, Mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? I think community to me means like we have shared experiences Mm -hmm. and um, so we can have the same humor Mm -hmm. or we can have um, an understanding of a reaction or an understanding of an action. So that's really community to me is really just shared experiences that make us more understanding of one another in certain situations, yeah. you know, and a good community also, you know, buy a little something from you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> period. <laughs> <laughs> period. Period. Okay. I yeah. like how you've like removed the stigma that's been associated with baby daddy, because the reality is that some people will just be baby mama's baby daddies. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we necessarily desire or try to achieve. But yeah, that's just sometimes the way the motherfucking cookie crumbles. Yeah. So do you think that was like something that was intentional for you or is it just like you found yourself there? Exactly. Yeah. So my specific intention even like my first youtube videos i would say welcome to she really had a baby where we're reclaiming and redefining baby mama period Mm. because my whole goal is to completely take away the fact that it's something we don't necessarily aspire to because it's just a word it's literally just a word and i have fun with it like Mm. my baby daddy is baby daddy in my phone like i'm not gonna (laughs) let anyone make me feel a certain type of way Mm. about this word or because i did feel yeah. Like shit, the first time someone referred to me as 
you know, my baby daddy's baby mama. And we were like post breakup. And I was like, I'm not nobody's baby mama. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, why do I feel that? Why, yeah. why do I feel like this negative energy with it? You know, because society tells me that as a single woman of color, that this was my path or, you know, that this is such a negative thing that I'm not somebody's wife. You know, that and I think also wife is glorified. Yes. Wife is glorified. I know a lot of wives that are just as unhappy as I am or was as as a baby mama at any given point or time so i think just being able to embrace whatever your status is and not let people have words define them especially the 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 pinpoint being women of color because when it's a white single mother it's a single mother it's not a baby mama it's like baby mama is this thing that's imposed on on black women so i have fun with baby mama like i'm not offended by someone calling me a baby mama i call my baby daddy baby daddy so normalizing the the word it's taking the power back taking mm-hmm. the power back it's just like it's almost like nigga you know we're like <laughs> my nigga yeah, my yeah. Nigga. we yeah. love that when black people are like i don't use the word nigga i'm like you're not my kind of black yeah, yeah not at time, all every use- time that i say that i'm like actually huh tap in right let it let it rip so because you are a single mom what is it like balancing creativity or your creative endeavors with an almost seven-year-old because your daughter's almost seven that has to be challenging what is that yeah so nyla turned seven um in a couple weeks and i have to be honest she's holding the brand back It's the full honesty for me. Like, you know what? You're actually holding up the bag, queen. You know, I know I have people that have children that are Nyla's age. Um, my daughter's name is Nyla. And there are people that are entertainers and there are people that are not. And me and my daughter are complete opposite. She took after her father. She's a little bit more on the introverted and not interested in showing emotion side. And because of that, she's not always a fan of being in front of the Mm -hmm. camera that's actually become like a novelty thing like in my content for people to be like wow nyla looks like she hates you like like, yeah for sure nyla be sitting there she was like (laughs) (laughs) if you guys can see me i think um the fact that i centered um my brand kind of around motherhood starting with her being so young like definitely wasn't fully thinking about the fact that as we grow that her personality could be like not being interested mm. so there have been opportunities that i've had to pass on because i know now that it wasn't mm. going to be interested or cooperate and i don't force her to do anything i do try to bribe her as much as possible <laughs> but i don't force anything yeah and would you like um, more roadblocks <laughs> i believe it yeah exactly like i try to pay her in a lot of robux but at the end of the day like I'm very much nonviolent parenting, very much believe in body autonomy and Nyla having the right to tell me that she doesn't want kisses or hugs or to participate or to be recorded. And um, so I really try to honor that. But but it does suck that I built kind of like this brand around my experience as a mother. But now um, I think I'm kind of conditioning like my audience and my followers to to understand that and to Mm -hmm. just share like as an individual and give me some creative individuality outside of just being a mom because I don't feel like my, my purpose was, was motherhood. Mm. I feel like maybe my purpose is my journey and, and kind of just sharing that and motherhood is a piece of that. Um, But yeah, it's just the name. She really had a baby is kind of just the center of it so sometimes that that gets things a little confused but she really had anything you know i launched my book so i launched my shop she really had a shop she really had this like i can i'm trying to like branch off yeah she really has yeah she really has has. (laughs) so (laughs) i love that though go ahead i was gonna say that um with you saying that you're not just honed in on the motherhood portion of Germany, I we need video because the way <laughs> that's why I was going with the it. The way that Germany does things just fucking sends me off a cliff. But um, I was saying that like with you not fully focusing on motherhood and just being your niche, although that is a major part of your life. How do you like take care of yourself? Like, how does being an internet personality and content creator? affect your mental health and how do you find ways to make sure it doesn't knock you the fuck out because Mm -hmm. it's a lot like people are judgmental people Mm -hmm. have an expectation um there's just a lot that you're sharing of yourself so like how do you make sure that you're taking care of your mental health while while being a mother but also being like a major having a major like social media and internet presence Mm -hmm. 
So I'm a writer at, at my good. core. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great that's question. Good. That was a great question. Whenever um, people say, that's a good question. Yeah, that, that's actually a good question. <laughs> I feel like I'm a writer at my core, so journaling has always been my thing. Um, I think that when I, a little morbid, but like when I die, people are definitely going to enjoy coming together and like reading all the things that Mm -hmm. I've written down in the journals that I've collected over time. So journaling is a huge thing for me. I I really try to wake up every day at least 15 to 20 minutes before Nyla. I have a bunch of different journals for different things, so I'm also OCD about it at the same time. So I have, like, my creative journal. I have my journal prompt journal. I have my general whatever journal. And then I have my app, which is BetterHelp, which I've been using for the past year to do my therapy, and I can journal in there. Um, Journaling and therapy has been huge for me. Um, The past month or so, um, I'm not going to lie, like, the internet has definitely fucked me up a little bit. Yeah. Um, mentally, I wasn't really in a very good space the past couple of months. So I recently been on antidepressants for the past couple of months. And um, that's helped a lot. Like yeah. seeking out that help and like trying to take better care of myself, realizing um, the habits that I have that that are counterproductive as far as my my health and my eating i've gained a lot of weight and like just even like losing 20 pounds literally made me feel like wow like okay mm-hmm. you know getting focused really just trying to be as present with myself as possible and learning that just because i'm someone that's on the internet that i don't need to put everything on the internet because it's very easy to fall into that cycle especially because my brand is transparency mm-hmm. i feel like i can share everything but yeah. it makes me feel like i'm never like, like, I don't have anything to myself. Yeah. Mm. So starting to really focus on, on those boundaries of like, okay, what's going to be for me? Even if it's just like my room and like Instagram not knowing what my room looks like. Yeah. I know it sounds very simple, but it's like I share so much. Like you come into this living room and like, you know, like, oh, I've seen this video. Like I knew this was your living room. Yeah. You know, just like ch- trying you know, to. You like- know, when I pulled up, I said, okay, so here's the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and there's Nyla's school. She right. We had a school. And yeah. here are the plants. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's like just like learning to pull back mm. and like be present with myself. And technology outside of having a brand or or a business is already addictive. Like yeah. Yeah. I know people that feel the exact same way about the internet that I do that like are just my homies with 200 followers and I'm like, "Why are you pressed?" I'm here. No, I, I I'm too, here. I'm I your homie with 200 like, followers. My friends like, "I need to go on a social media <laughs> detox." Mm-hmm. Like I feel like because it is addictive all i'm doing is scrolling and i honestly be wondering like how the fuck do moms do it because mm-hmm. me without a mom i have a dog who damn near feels like a child sometimes <laughs> that's my niece don't say that um, loud nyla wants a dog so bad girl Ooh. and i know it's just like the way my brain is processing it like i'm equating dogs to child that don't fucking come down my throat mm. but i'd be like sometimes i don't even have the energy or even make the effort to do a simple morning routine mm-hmm. and so i'm like if i had a dependent Bitch, she'd be independent. She'd be <laughs> relying on All herself. All my children who independent. <laughs> your hands up at me. I would just be like, you know what? You're on your own because yeah. Yeah. mom's stress, like this happened, that happened. I feel like I would be a fucking wreck. And mm-hmm. I know that people say you're never prepared for motherhood. But I just don't feel like I would ever be prepared because there's so much happening to where I'm like, I got to worry about you and me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really don't know. It sucks. (laughs) You know, and and what I find is so refreshing about you, Jessica, is on and off the internet, you're very, like you said, transparent and authentic about your experience with motherhood because sometimes I feel like it's glorified to the point that people don't want to be honest about the struggle, right? Mm -hmm. That it's hard. It's tough. I don't like this shit every day, but I love when I see moms who are like doing their thing, showing up for their kids, showing up for themselves and also being like, I fucking hate it here sometimes. Yep, I fucking hate it here sometimes. So with the negative aspects of the internet, right? Because you are a content creator an influencer. Um, what are you like your positive attributes? What are the things that you're like? I love the internet. I love that for me. I love having this like crazy fucking following. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you know, I really am entertained by myself. 
Like I know, like I'm not to really sound, fucking funny. Yeah, I don't want to be like arrogant, but like I really feel like I'm fucking funny. She so like, really had the, jokes. <laughs> the, when I am able to create content, like it really feels like a community, right? So I'll post something. Let's say I create a video or I do something, and I'm like, okay, that's funny, and I'm not really laughing. I post it. <laughs> Every time someone comments and they say something funny, it's almost like having like this constant conversation with all of these people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're just enjoying the fact that like, I'm funny. So it's a little bit narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. But it's like, they're like, oh, you're a crazy bitch. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm at home, you know? This is maybe where the medication comes in. I'm like, oh yeah, like, um. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're like, right. I, I really do enjoy that. It's, it's, it's affirming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The response to the amount of people that I've been able to cultivate online is affirming. But I understand how that can be dangerous because, you know, you you start sometimes becoming reliant on response, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've gotten to a point where I'm like, okay, if 20 people don't comment within the first five minutes, I know it's not as funny. Um, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if it wasn't as funny, like, I'm not as funny and I'm not as good. So it's like, that's the bad part. But then... When it does well, the the positive the part of it is like it's it's like this yeah. constant like affirming thing. Another thing is really just I think seeing that all of these years that I've spent in these different corporate environments and different jobs, like not working out, having an understanding of like, oh, like you're this is how you're a creative like the internet has allowed me to establish the fact that i'm a creative because i've never been aesthetically creative which is why i never identified as that Period. you can give me like a pen and a piece of paper and Bitch. i'll write my name and you'll be like is that in chinese <laughs> you know what i mean like i can't paint i can't yes. draw i can't write my name like my vision board is from Canva because I printed it out on a canvas. No, like yeah, I don't I like it's doing. Like it's not the whole aesthetic. I'm not an aesthetically board. creative person, and I think that becoming the internet allowing me to become an entertainer mm. or like using technology as a way to create has really made me feel like okay, like I understand my role as a creative because I, I just felt that. like a like out of place this whole time. Yeah, mm -hmm. been yeah. like why. Is it not working? Yeah, anywhere? no, no. I feel why you. have I had twenty six jobs before I'm nineteen? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I feel you. I feel the same way because bitch, is not, I'm not creative, and I'm like, here yeah. I found my passion. Right here, I can be creative. Exactly here, I have tapped in because bitch, I do not be drawing. No, Jeremy, right. you're very creative though. <laughs> now I'm affirming you. Like you. you come up with ideas that are like, bitch, yes, that's a great idea. Like that's creative. Mm. <laughs> Tell me cute. again. See. <laughs> This girl's a words of affirmation, girl. I need to give her her flowers more often. Thank you. I'm like, it's me I'm creative. Yes, yes, yes. I do I really come up do. with ideas. Yes, no, thank you. No, you do. It's definitely you. some teamwork, dream work here. Thank you. So you wrote a book, a children's book called Mommy, Can You Wrap Me a Bedtime Story, mm -hmm. which um, I'm assuming feeds off of your mommy um, re parody remixes mm -hmm. that we talked about earlier. So take us through that creative process. Like, it seems like this project combines all of your favorite things, rapping, writing, comedy. Like, what made you say, let me write a book and let me yes. make it be for children? Yeah. So, like I said, when I originally started She Really Had a Baby, it was as a blog. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that video content did better. So now, I mean, it's 2021 and the last time I wrote a blog was 2020. <laughs> so I've definitely abandoned the the, the writing in yeah, a certain aspect. Yeah. So I think that writing a book, especially a children's book, was a way to tap back into that and reestablish myself and, you know, be able to have that forward slash, like forward slash self-published author. You know, <laughs> yeah. you need everything for the bio, all yeah. the things. They said LA is the land of slash. Exactly. I need the I'm forward this, slash. I'm that, and I'm also that. <laughs> right. And I mean, I think that I just have been this past year really trying to tap into the business mindset of like monetizing things yes. and really paying attention to like, okay, who is my audience? So my audience is mothers. What are things that mothers would spend money on mm. their children? Mm. What do people often buy for their children? Uh, books, you know? So really being able to encompass everything like bring back the writing establish myself with that credibility of a self-published author 
but then also give my audience something that could make them feel like they were supporting everything that I was doing. Cause that's really what it is, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a way to support me as a brand and a creator while getting you something that you can sit down at the end of the night and, and read to your child and enjoy and know that you're seeing a story specifically of a single mom, one that might look like you, um, whether it's color wise, shape wise, um, having a bonnet on in a children's book. Love and the bonnet touch and the boxes. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, being able to read that at night also um, I'm trying to be the black female Dr. Seuss out here, but also without the length. Cause one thing I've always hated about the Dr. Seuss books is sitting down and trying to figure out how many times I can fit as many pages into one swipe without Nyla noticing it as possible. So we could get through it because <laughs> yeah. it just be so long. So just having like a condensed version, that's something, um, people can enjoy, um, can also purchase and like support me with was, was important to me, but but yeah, so the creative process was really just, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like writing it wasn't hard. Mm. Writing uh, my rap, nothing that I that I do is hard to me. Like my, my creativity comes to me effortlessly, honestly. Period, and that's an affirmation. Yeah. My creativity comes, comes to, to me, me effortlessly. effortlessly. Look out for that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're actually taking I'm that I'm going to need 10% <laughs> whatever. My creative period is hard. Yeah. So it was really just um, taking the time to do the research on finding the right publisher. It was a struggle. I mean, I went with different publishing companies, got samples of shit not looking the right way, figuring out how to get an ISBN, really putting the work in and the time in, even just down to like formatting it the right way. It's nothing like paying $30 for a sample or something for it to come and then the pages wasn't formatted the right way. And, um, yeah, like I, I, am I'm, I'm really proud of myself, yeah. um, with the book, and and it's super exciting, and I definitely think it's gonna open up a lot of doors for me as far as like what the mommy can you anything yeah. as, as like a series or like a staple piece of merch. Mm, but, I love that. Yeah, mommy can you? Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, I don't know if I fully answered the question. I feel like yeah. I tangent a little bit. You answered yeah. it for sure. Okay. I love it. <laughs> You so, it for sure. would you consider yourself an influencer? I don't like the word influencer. And mm-hmm. here's why I don't like the word influencer. I follow people um, that I consider influencers that will post something or talk about something and it makes me immediately want to go buy it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm an entertainer and I feel like I make people laugh. And I feel like while I can obviously post ads or sponsorships or talk about stuff that would naturally influence people to do things, I don't feel... Like I have a super crazy swaying buying power. I feel like I have a creative power to come up with like a funny ad or do something that may do. I Even when I'm negotiating my brand partnerships, I always try to put emphasis on the fact that like, I hope you're working with me for brand awareness, not mm. conversion. Mm. Right. Can you actually send that to us so we can add it to <laughs> the email? Can we put that in your notes? <laughs> <laughs> Because that's really what it is, right? It's more so just, um, yeah, like, you know, and even being hyper aware of, like, who my audience is. Mm-hmm. I've, like, cultivated an audience of single women of color, and mm-hmm. I've been doing this by talking to my experience of, of being from a lower income, of catching the bus, of mm-hmm. staying. You know, I documented a lot when I was staying in a very – one of my most popular blog posts is um, detailing um, what my studio apartment was and, like, living in Los Angeles with a toddler in a studio apartment. So I, I still try to be mindful of, of the fact that as I, as I grow and as I increase, like, the status and levels and, like, income in my own life, that my audience is still very much tapped in mm-hmm. – on a lower on a lower level sometimes and that i'm not just gonna be able to get them to go buy or do whatever yeah you know so influence i don't know but i don't know when it comes to buying i don't know yeah yeah i i I totally feel what you're saying because i think we automatically think like influencer converting sales and like I'm getting you guys to buy that but sometimes it's not that sometimes influence is not like necessarily purchasing although that's the type of like Mm -hmm. 
like I guess the stigma or the the connotation behind influencer, but I think it also can be like influencing awareness. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't have to be necessarily a dollar amount. So although you are a content creator, I think you also are an influencer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, because you influenced me to laugh my motherfucking ass off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a mom. It's just that the shit be funny. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. can see how this would be funny mm-hmm. as a mom, which is truly a gift because some people, some of the mommy influencers are like, Here's us, her picture perfect family. Yeah. Yeah. And we have our pajamas and whatever <laughs> yeah, the, the fuck. Matching, and I'm just the matching like, plaids. Yeah, I get it, it, but whatever. I don't really care too much. Yeah. So you know, whatever. So like with social social media being like such a big part of your life, but you also have real life going on. How do you balance the two? Like, do you ever feel like you need to take a break and just mm-hmm. focus on real life? The, your child, you said she's like has an aversion to being in front of the camera. Like, how does that look like for you with it being a money maker? Like, how do you balance the two? Turning it off? You tell us. Yeah. So especially with her, like and just like giving her attention, what I realize is at the end of every night, knowing um, that I'm going to dedicate time to her, even just with a movie. Like sometimes we'll be watching a TV show and I'll see how many times she looks at me just to make sure that I'm watching it with her to make sure that I'm like not on my phone or anything. So just like dedicating and setting aside time to just put my phone down and just be like, okay, for the next two hours, I know I'm not going to be on my phone at all. Um, It is definitely one, one thing. I think I'm getting better at the break aspect. I'm like currently six days into like my first ever social media uh break i guess and i'm not gonna come back until like another week and it's crazy i was telling you guys earlier how much i know i've been posting because there's people that are genuinely concerned after six days not seeing me (laughs) like um are you alive yeah people are asking me if i'm okay and it's like yeah um (laughs) i'm fine but i don't have to constantly be creating to feel like I'm validating like what I have going on or what I'm doing, you know, the whole part of getting to a certain level and a stature is to like enjoy that, that position. And how am I going to enjoy that if I'm constantly feeling like I'm on go or if I'm constantly on, on like create, 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 like, no, you don't work a regular nine to five because sometimes you can take two or three days and not do anything except be present with your child. So just really paying attention to that. Um, it's a learning process, though. And um, I think lists help me a lot, too, prioritizing when and what is going to literally make me money. I do parody, so posting doesn't necessarily equate uh, dollar signs, mm-hmm. um, you mm. know, when you're when you're doing stuff that's like copyright. So I don't believe in schedules. I don't believe in none of that. I believe that if something is funny, it's going to do well. And I think that fucks me up sometimes, too, because then when something doesn't perform well, it's like I'm not funny anymore. So I should just stop. No. Right. But funny. What the fuck? I don't think you cannot be. No, you're always funny. Are you? Thank you. Thank you. But I just. Yeah, I mean, it. I'm just learning to like step back more. And I think that when I do that, my stuff is going to perform better because people are going to enjoy when they do see me. Yeah. You know, instead of me just being on all the time. The TikTok culture really has created this thing of like constantly creating because I can get on at any point in time and think of a thousand TikToks to do in the moment. But it just doesn't mean that I have to constantly. I can't even think of one. Yeah, I'm sitting here like, what the fuck will we talk about? Yeah, the fact that you're thinking and still parenting and living is just like, yeah. I'm like, what would I talk about? You know, I think about what makes my mom like a cool mom. Mm. And um, I think about like her dancing and it's like just have. Yeah, what makes your hair a cool mom? That's what I'm thinking about. Like she's my mom, too. <laughs> I Girl, think like- let me tell you how this real quick. <laughs> the fact that black people. We just can't accept being friends. No. Whenever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to say this. Whenever it's like you've elevated a past, a little point beyond friendship, it's like we need to either become cousins. Goddaughter. Goddaughters or something. Let me tell you how Germany's mom, and it warms my heart because I accept <laughs> it with a smile. Germany's mom introduces me as her goddaughter. <laughs> Every single time. And this is Brittany, my goddaughter. You made my goddaughter, right? I'm like, Ma, you are not in her christening. She was never assigned. 
She was never a slime, but I she's like a Chester cat. Never I'm like, and that's what I am. She'd be like, my daughter Germany, and this is my goddaughter Brittany. You know that? Yeah, they grown up. You didn't know this is my goddaughter, and I'd be like, Mom, uh-huh. sit it out. No, but I think about like the, of course, relatability. I can always call my mom for anything. She has me great advice. As much as she be getting on my nerves sometimes, it's just because she like ghetto in a way that I just be like, ma, stop. But like her dancing and just basically allowing me to show up as as I am and just being always welcoming to everything that's going on in my life. I really think that makes her a cool mom. What do you think Nyla will think makes you a cool mom? Mm. Do you feel like you're a cool mom? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I should see Jessica's face. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's just because, like, I always joke around. I'm like, Nyla hates me. No. <laughs> but, okay. Um, like, think about Nyla at, like, 20. I give Nyla a lot of power. I feel like especially um, when you think about your stereotypical black experience or black household where you're not allowed to express the fact that you feel like your mom is is wrong mm. or tell her that you just don't feel like doing something um i give nyla a lot of room to express her voice and like let me know how she's feeling that's very important to me the way that nyla is feeling is more important to me than anything else in the world it's more important to me than anyone in the room thinking that she's respectful is more important to me than you know anyone feeling properly greeted Nine times out of ten, Nyla, I mean, it, we walk into other people's houses and I'm like, babe, like, it's their house. Like, say hi. <laughs> like, you know like, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I really feel like I've made it very clear that I'm open to anything and I'll always believe her and I'll always be there for her. So I'm hoping that that makes her comfortable with me. You know, like my openness, like I'm kind of down for and open to whatever. I just want her to know that, like, she can always come to me with anything. And I and I do a really good job at, like, communicating that with her and allowing her to express that, you know, and letting her make her own decisions. So. Hey, Nyla. Hey, girl. <laughs> she says, speaking of, I'm over being in this room. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know, I think this is a perfect note to end it on. Mm-hmm. I think that you are mm-hmm. a beautiful mon- mother, a wonderful <laughs> content creator. You're doing your thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's very inspirational. Yeah. And I'm sure for the mothers and non-mothers, because we ain't mothers. We ain't. But, um, yeah, if you are a mother and you're looking for alternative perspectives of motherhood, that's why we're here mm-hmm. coming as non-mothers but thank you so much jessica can you let our listeners know like where they can find you absolutely learn more about you and what you're doing yeah so um definitely tap in with me on instagram and tiktok at this is jessica rose if you want to follow for any fun or comedic content um, my home base and website where you can check out my first ever children's book, Mommy, Can You Wrap Me a Bedtime Story, is available on SheReallyHadABaby.com. And my YouTube is she really had a baby. So yeah. thank you guys for having me. I love you guys of and I love course. the show so much. So we I'm honored you. that you asked me to be a part of this it. This was amazing. Nyla sitting in. She's like, look at my mother who's doing her <laughs> shit. I love it. Thank you for being with us, Jessica. This is amazing. Love you. Bye. Bye.